listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. a little bit by tell it's my jam right here mm. 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 good morning duke city you're listening to 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal and the program in question would be one of dave and busters presents abq central Live from the At Talk ABQ studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We got a Fredless Saturday today. Uh-oh. Don't be worried. He's on the road. Yeah, he's always on the road. It's what's a logistical, going on with this? a logistical failure on his part, Vital. But it's okay. Because you got the better half. That would be me, one Van Nunley, for three hours, catching you up on the world of sports. It's been a pretty busy week, Vital. A lot of stuff going on. Super Bowl week, yes. Super Bowl letter letter. Which one 55. is it? Five. Fifty-five. That's what I thought. I don't speak Roman. Vital, you're Italian, though, so you know Roman numerals. I don't even know what they mean. Ah. After three, I'm done. <laughs> It'll be Super Bowl LV. Not for Las Vegas. That's 55 in Roman numerals. Home game. Now? First home game in Super Bowl history. Can you believe it, Vital? Took 55 times. Till a Super Bowl team at a home game. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure it's going to be sunny and nice and everything, you know, that kind of thing. I hope it get, rains. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to have rain in the in the forecast. I hope it rains and rains and rains on Tom Brady's <laughs> yeah, parade. Yeah, me too. You can tell we're Packer fans. <laughs> <laughs> you came in hot this morning, buddy. Immediately with the third and eight. Rodgers didn't run it. Had the whole right side of the field open. Had the fear. Look, I, I, I don't I don't care for Brady, but he's a winner. He's a competitor. I'll give him that. And he does he does pull out, he does make big plays. My thing is on my issue is uh the Green Bay Packers, my team, they should have won that game. But they had their chances. So that this is kind of a melancholy blues type of uh Attitude I have towards tomorrow, but I'll watch it. Well, of course we'll watch it. If you want to, like, hate watch it, you can just mute it during the game and then watch the commercials in the halftime show. Yeah, which I've is already what, cheated and watched some. I'll have you now. That's what a lot of America does anyways, right? Majority of America does not care about sports. Majority of America does not care about football. Majority of America... 
just really wants to watch the halftime show. Actually, that's not true. You get over 150 to 200 million people watching the Super Bowl. But it's one of those events, you yeah. know, and it's not like no, yeah. normal. But it, People watch for the spectacle. I mean, I, I had a woman earlier this week, and she goes, I'm a grandmother, and I can't wait to see the Super Bowl. And she was so pumped up that a friend of mine was her grandma. And I thought that was funny. Here she is, 86, and she's pumped up for the Super Bowl. That's I sweet. That was awesome. You're never too old to be a fan of fun. Fun never goes away, my friend. And the Super Bowl is fun. It's fun. You got all your crazy prop bets. Yeah, did you get a look at those? Those are crazy. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a segment on that later. We're doing all Super Bowl in the ten o'clock hour. So 505-246-0610-888-922-0610. Give me all your hot takes. We're doing nothing but Super Bowl from ten till eleven. Give me your predictions, give me your prop bets. We're talking all football. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. 8.15 to 9 o'clock, we got one of my favorite people on earth in studio with us, sitting in for Fred, star of TV and radio, back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, Brandon Ortega. I know you have a soft spot. For Brandon. Oh, I love Brandon. He's I the love best. When he comes in, I watch him every he's night. The if best. he's on, if he's not on, I get get upset. But I love Van Tate too, so I can't wait. If one's not there, then I watch the other. I like them both. They kind of overlap, so I catch them both. Well, do do me a favor. When Brandon gets in studio, I want you to ask him who won the last time we golfed and who won the last time we disc golf. Because <laughs> he, he may be back to back. New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, but I'm back-to-back golf and disc golf champion. We'll see what he has to say about that, 8.15 to 9 o'clock. Another special guest will be joining us on the hotline. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, is going to be sitting in not one, but count them, two segments. And hey, guess what, Vital? We might not even talk about the Lobos. Because I haven't had a chance, due to the COVIDs, old Uncle Corvid shut down our friendship. Haven't seen him in person in quite some time. We like talking baseball, like a couple old baseball dorks. We might talk MLB hot stove. We might talk future of the sport. Well, Robert's the guy you want to talk to then when it comes to baseball, the boys of summer. Coming up here real soon with, pre- uh, with spring training, really. I uh, I mean, I could just listen to him read the phone book, to be honest. He's got the voice of an angel. Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. LeBron doesn't want an all-star game. Trevor Bauer gets paid. Lobos canceled some games. Patrick Mahomes is historically good. Quarterback shuffle in the NFL. All kinds of good talk today on ABQ Central on a Fredless Saturday. So, Vital, a lot of people regret that they didn't invest in Bitcoin. I regret not investing in more lint rollers because my corgi is shedding right now and my whole house is covered in fur. 
Oh man, yeah, I've gone through that with a with a dog, and uh, ugh. I woke up this morning. See, his shedding was really bad when we got him because he's a rescue dog. So he had some PTSD and he was just losing clumps of hair. We we fixed that problem. But now he has some seasonal shedding, I think, because it's starting to warm up. That's that time of the year. So it peaked for me this morning right when I woke up because I uh, slept with my dogs last night. Slept in the living room on the couch, cuddled up with my boys. And I woke up spitting out dog hair. It was... Yeah, it just stuck my tongue out and there was fur. And a dog sitting on top of your head. No, not that close. He was a good boy at the edge of the edge of the couch by my feet. But yeah, first thing in the morning, I go and take a drink of water. Because you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? And you wake up, right? You get a little dihydrogen monoxide in your body take a drink of water and i could feel the hair going down my throat and i'm like this is it like this is peak hair like what do i do i can't vacuum or lint roll or sweep up enough in my house to get rid of all this hair you got clumps or it's just all see it it clumps up it clumps up on the rug i got a nice little rug in the living room but um, phone lines are going bonkers. What's going on here? Oh, uh, that's just something that happened. Oh, okay. Know. Somebody, like, somebody hit them. Like good goodness, we got eleven callers at once. It's impressive. Yeah, so I don't know what to do. So the second the show's over, I'm gonna have to Google how do I get rid of excessive dog hair. Five zero five two four six zero six ten. Give me your dog hair tips and tricks i have no idea i'm way in over my head yeah see it it clumps up when it's on the rug but everything else has like a thin layer of clear and blonde fur clear blonde and white fur because you might not know this corgis have two layers of skin and two layers of hair it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard, and I didn't know this until I got the dog. There's a lot of fur. So give me your your, your fur tips and tricks, Albuquerque. I need a lot of help. Yeah, so does your girlfriend like, what do you have blonde hair on the on the top of your shoulder? Honey, it's the dog. No. <laughs> You've been hugging or whatever. Honey, it's the dog. It's the German Shepherd. Ooh, my dog's going to get me in trouble, huh? I don't have a girlfriend, but I do have a girl who would be really upset if she heard me say that. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. That's not an original Van Nunley joke. I stole that one from Mitch Hedberg. You know who Mitch Hedberg is, Vital? Yeah. He's one of the greats. I love him so much. he's, He's pretty good. When we get back, KOB TV's Brandon Ortega, we gonna talk some sports. And Vital is going to... Sports. Sports? We're talking sports. We might do three hours of sports today, Vital. I know we have a pretty irreverent, kind of up-in-the-air, do-what-we-want show, but there's so much delicious sports to talk about right now. The Super Bowl food. We're gonna. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I got a new dish I'm making tomorrow. I'm really excited. 
I didn't realize that uh, the Super Bowl has the most food consumption other than any other besides Christmas and I think Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Christmas, then the Super Bowl. Yeah, in terms of food consumption in the U.S. on one day, one holiday. And I I bet the Super Bowl would be number one if it wasn't for all the alcohol being consumed, suppressing Americans' hunger. That's why you, you hear those those weird people out there saying they should have a holiday the day after the Super Bowl. Absolutely. I never work the day after the Super Bowl. You're crazy. Are you, are you serious? I'm a, a food and booze coma the next day. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think a lot of people. That's a sluggish Monday, day after Super Bowl. Here comes Monday. Yeah, a lot of people. If you didn't take the day off already, a lot of people are going to be calling in. So local business owner, get ready for half of your staff to call in on Monday. When we get back from the break, Brandon Ortega will join us. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And you're listening to us on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Hi. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Sitting right across from me, my good buddy, friend of the show, friend in real life, star of TV and radio, back-to-back New Mexico Sportscaster of the Year, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega. Good morning, Brandon. Morning, buddy. Almost forgot to take off my mask. No, that's okay. We're, we're socially distanced enough. Yeah, we're well, we're uh, six. We'll, we'll call it six feet. Yeah. I think it's more like five and a quarter. <laughs> How you doing today, good buddy? Real good. Yeah, it's been a nice weekend. Uh, got a visitor in town, uh, old old buddy Adam Marlowe. I, haven't, I literally haven't seen him in over a decade. And uh, with family stuff going on with him, it was great to have him visiting. And uh, so it's been a relaxing weekend for me. It was one of the off weeks for me also from work. I haven't really been in the office since Monday, uh, but tuned in to some Zooms this week with some Lobo stuff going on with Lobo basketball, Lobo football also too, uh, with spring ball hopefully around the corner, depending on the state health order for Lobo football, but uh, definitely Lobo basketball stuff going on for sure. So I was in tune with that, Zooming with, with Coach Weir this week. Well, I'm glad you were in tune because I was not in tune with Lobo basketball this week. Can you catch Albuquerque up on what's going on with the boys? Yeah, they would have played the third and the fifth. And they have fallen under uh, seven scholarship players. They were down to about five or six scholarship players uh, because of a, a variety of reasons. And uh, it was an almost it was about a forty-five minute Zoom with Coach Weir on I think it was Wednesday, talking about what's gone down since their last game on Saturday against Fresno State and. You know, look, they're they're struggling. They're they're now one in eleven, yeah, in in conference play. They did not practice all throughout the pandemic up to November because they were abiding by the state health order, and that was the beginning of what has set them back so much this year. That's the main reason they have struggled. Not to mention, they have a ton of newcomers. From last year, they only have a couple of guys back from last year, and basically the whole playing rotation has been new guys, either freshmen 
They were playing up to four freshmen at one point, and now they've had two people transfer. With uh, excuse me, they've had two people opt out. One of them for sure is transferring within the last few weeks. And then this week, after the Fresno State game, they had three more players say for either an injury reason, for academic reasons, that they need a break. They they haven't had like a, a legit break at home. They only came home for the Christmas break, and then when the state health order was amended where they could practice and come back home, they've only had like three or four days to be home. And it's it's added up. And now it 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 grew to the point where, yeah, the players needed a break. Enough of them had needed a break where they had to shut the team down. They literally did not practice one day this week just to give the team a full day to just do whatever they needed to do, academics, uh, get some personal stuff in line. It, it's It's gotten a little messy. And I think adding on to it, they haven't had the media availability that they've had in years past. They usually have at least one press conference a week before leading up to whatever games they're playing. And from the outside looking in, some people might not think that's a big deal, but I feel like it's added up over the course of the season that they haven't really been transparent with everyone with what's going on and and like just vented about the situation they've been in. Paul Weir has really protected his team from talking about being away from home, wanting them to focus on basketball. And he admitted to an extent during his press conference that he feels like maybe he defended them a little too much, maybe defended the situation a little too much. And a lot of things have built up to where they are now. And now the rest of the season is a bit in limbo. He told the media on Wednesday they fully intend on playing next week against Colorado State and finishing the rest of the season. But there was certainly speculation leading up to that day that not only was the San Diego State, this week's San Diego State series getting canceled, that maybe they were going to not play the rest of the season. So it, it's gotten messy, but they, they intend on returning and finishing so it out. Are, are you taking what Coach Weir said at face value? Do you think it's really about these kids being on the, the road too long and being overwhelmed with school and basketball and life and just needing a break? Because I kind of get the feel that they're sweeping something under the rug. Maybe there's the same locker room issues that he had last year. Like he's, this feels like the a repeat of what's going on last year. Do you got the same vibe as me? Or are you taking this at face value that these kids just need a break? No, it's a different situation. It's so different. I mean, last year was a typical season. They were home. They were playing home games. They were practicing from home. Look, a lot of people wanted want to compare the the basketball situation to what football went through because they spent over 30 days. It's been so long now since they were in it. I forget the amount of days, maybe over 40 days, away from their element, based in Las Vegas. They actually had a home base. Lobo basketball has not had a home base. They've either been playing in Houston, Lubbock, on the road with all these teams they play. They had home games in Utah. Uh, they've They've been a road show. And like I talked about earlier, this is a brand new team for the most part. And you're taking a a team that did not get to practice throughout the summer, throughout most of the fall, and then just throw them on the road. And not to mention the academics that goes along with that and your everyday personal life that goes along with that. If I, I can't imagine being in that situation at 18, 19, 20 years old. I totally believe that being on the road has affected the team and has gotten to them mentally more than physically. 
I totally buy it. And that, 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 I mean, that totally. I, I, I do, and I think some people don't, but I do. And, you know, it's, it, I think we're going to find out not until next year how much that really affected them because until they get back into a normal scenario where they're practicing at home and living at home and doing a typical season, like most, like basically every other college basketball team in the nation is having, until they get back into that, we're not really going to see what this team can be. And I, I, long story, my long answer to your question is, yeah, I do believe it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's complicated. New Mexico with the toughest COVID restrictions in the country, really hard on these student-athletes. I, I get it. I understand where they're coming from. I mean, this, this isn't their whole world. I mean, they, they have lives outside of this. Their, their whole job isn't to entertain Lobo fan. So, I mean, the, the kids seem like they're paying a price for it now. So men and women's programs are going in different directions right now. Men are looking pretty tough. Like you said, we won't know how good they are until maybe next year when they're in a normal basketball situation, if they even are next year. The Lady Lobos are on the rise. Right. They're playing very well. Catch us up on what's going on with the Lady Lobos. Yeah, so on the flip side with women's basketball, now look, they were in the same situation as the men's team. They weren't able to practice the same amount. There's a couple of things that worked in their favor in the sense that they had at least a couple of women coming back that were big parts of the team. That wasn't really the case with the men's team. Aquatch Malawatch was really the only returner that's been there the whole time. Keith McGee ended up opting out. Not only did they have some players coming back like Jaden De La Cerda, Antonio An- Antonia Anderson, and Shai Magruder, uh, who have all played very well, they also had a softer schedule. They they did. They had very they, they they swept the non conference games with Midwestern State, Sam Houston State, Arkansas Pine Bluff. And then they started off conference with Nevada, UNLV, and those two are on the bottom half of the conference and they won three of those four. So a combination of having some experience back and having a softer schedule to start with, it worked in their favor. And now they're six and two overall in conference, nine and two overall in the season. Yeah, things they've definitely been able to adapt easier than than the men's team. That's for sure. And they're coming off a, a really good sweep, beating a talented San Diego State team by my math is terrible. <laughs> thirty six points. They beat them by thirty six points on the third and seventeen points yesterday. So rung up. That's a dominant win, especially on the road. San Diego State's good at home. So, yeah, the women's team, shout out to them. They played very well. had a run of four games, putting up 81, 82, 91, and 84 before they got slowed down a little bit, but still dominated. Yeah, and a shout out to— That's a lot of points. You know, Lise Hurst is another uh, returner that's done very well. Can't forget to talk about her. The Duff sisters, Latasia and Latora, two sisters that transferred in from Alabama. They're fun to watch, aren't they? They are— awesome they're they're great shooters uh they've they've shown an ability to impact the game all around yeah they've been really fun to watch for sure all right you're caught up albuquerque you satisfied with lobo talk you need any more lobo in your life 505-246-0610 we'll be right back with kob tv's brandon ortega you're listening to abq central on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal welcome back albuquerque you're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents. 
ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Brandon, I didn't watch a single basketball game this year in between opening day and Wizards Nets. <laughs> between the opening day of the NBA season? NBA. I watched, I watched all five games on opening day, sat around in my PJs, and then usually I, I watch a couple good matchups. If LeBron and Giannis are going against each other, if it's like two powerhouse teams or two superstars, I'll watch the NBA every once in a while. But for whatever reason, I didn't watch a game in between opening day and when the Wizards and Nets had the greatest game I've ever seen in my life. Right, when Westbrook and Beal helped score eight points at eight seconds. Yeah. That was the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was a big gap. Yeah. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Like They were back and forth all game. Westbrook and Beal were on fire. Of course, you got the big three in Brooklyn now, and they're so much fun to watch. And I was like, oh, that was fun. Game over. I was like, oh, that's cool. Both teams scored in the high 130s cool and then with eight seconds left boom layup boom steal boom three-pointer boom another steal boom another three-pointer boom miss layup game over it was so i was on the edge of my seat i was alone in my house even watching the highlights was wild yeah it was it was bonkers like my blood pressure was through the roof like legit (laughs) <laughs> legit mess with my physicality. Yeah, uh, the the Nets have really let a couple of ones slip away the last few weeks, including last night uh, with Kevin Durant getting pulled for COVID reasons. Uh, former Aggie uh, Pascal Siakam had thirty three points to to lead all, all all players last night. He's he's starting to come on a little bit. He had, he had some struggles uh, early on in the season. Yeah, there's a lot of fun teams to watch right now. I think people have this perception just because there's now a big three in Brooklyn and you've got the Lakers. Uh, with with their roster and and other teams with some big threes, that there's not a lot of parity. I would disagree that there still is some pretty good parity in the NBA, and that there's going to be just a race to get into the fin- the top eight. I think it. I think both the West and East are deeper than they've been in quite some time. And I think the NBA is a lot of fun to watch. The, the young talent is phenomenal too. Like you know, back in in Jordan's days. The difference in between a superstar and the last guy on the bench was, was huge. Was two completely different humans. And some teams but, that still is the case. But now but a lot of teams your your bench really your case. bench guys in the NBA are so talented right. they would have been starters two generations ago. Right. And then the bench guys are also making a lot more money. Sure. They're making sure. huge contracts now for, for even role players. Did you see the, the Kevin Durant roller coaster the other day? Yeah, we were watching the game a little bit and then Started watching WandaVision. <laughs> Very nice. No no spoilers. <laughs> I'm, I'm one episode Ooh. behind. Definitely watch the new one. Um, we, we, we tune in back, and yeah, Durant had been pulled. And the story goes, he was on the brink of not playing altogether because of possible COVID-19 contact tracing. Ends up getting cleared. And then during the game, they found out that there was a positive case for someone he had seen too recently, and it qualified to pull him out of the game, and now he potentially is missing more games after this. It's a messy thing, because if he's that 
close to not being eligible to play, just don't let him play. Don't 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 risk what happened last night happening because it's a bad look. It's it's just like when Justin Turner during the World Series gets pulled out more than midway through the game and then can't celebrate with his team even though he ended up doing it. Kevin Durant plays most of this game, touches about everyone that was playing. Sure. And then gets pulled because of quote unquote contact tracing, but he's the only one that gets pulled, even though he's been near everyone else. So it just it doesn't make any sense. If you're that close to not being eligible, don't let him play at all. I, I agree with you completely. And let me preface this statement by saying I am super in support of masks. I'm pro mask. Right. I'm pro social distancing. I'm pro small groups. But the COVID rules in sports are just flat out stupid. Like how how are you going to wrap your head around sweating and breathing and rubbing up against other human beings on the court or on the field or on the pitch or whatever. And then you walk to the sideline and you put a mask on. Right. Or after the game is over, you have to sit in your hotel room by yourself. Right. And in the, what teammates of Duran have said is that he had negative tests every day this week, including yesterday before the game. He has no positive test but but again the 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 rules are confusing for the players and for the teams and even for the league still that result in a situation like this happening you got to clear it up more where you have to be way more strict he plays or he doesn't if if there's a chance he's got someone near him you're waiting on the results. You got to wait until the results come in. Sure. You can't let him play just because the results haven't come in yet. Or really just because he's Kevin Durant. Right. Yeah. Right. This doesn't happen to the bench guy we were just talking about. Because he's probably not going to play. No. But yeah. Durant's playing and playing almost the whole game. So, yeah. It's a televised game. You got to fix it. You got to have Durant out there on a televised right. game. Right. It was a nationally televised game, also, too. That, that, adds on to it so yeah you've got to be more strict if you're waiting on a result don't let him play out, out of the risk of this happening and so it's just very ugly it's been a bad last few days for the nba with that on top of now this all-star game planning on happening the nba a, the players of the nba do not want to have an all-star no, game and, and i don't the nba and the owners obviously want right. an all-star game uh, and apparently the only nba players that have spoken in favor of it are the ones that haven't been in the all-star game yet right the ones yeah that right are, that are ones that are potentially going to be a first-time all-star and look i understand that that's awesome and all but let's have things in perspective let's keep things in the right priority order we shouldn't be playing all-star games they sure. should only be playing games that matter sure they didn't they had a very select number of exhibition games preseason games to give them some uh, you know physical tests, some endurance, you know, help them build up their endurance a little bit so they didn't start the season, you know, just completely out of shape. But All-Star Games in the middle of the season, the All-Star week should just be a break. And try to figure out a creative way to do something virtual. How about this? Have them play NBA 2K or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, Keep it social distance. Like I know that's not a fun thing to watch, but if you need to fill that time slot, fill it up with something that's safer. A virtual slam dunk contest. They did a one vir- one virtual, player when we were in the <clears throat> early stages of quarantine. They did virtual horse. Yeah, maybe you do that a little bit more. Sure, that's better and more safe than some game that doesn't matter. 
Quote, I have zero energy and zero excitement about an all-star game this year. I don't even understand why we're having an all-star game. Right. Unquote. Right. LeBron James. And I get the feeling that him saying that, and now a lot of other star players have repeated that. I get the feeling maybe that will make a difference and, and prevent the game from happening. But at this point, it's still planning on happening. The Greek and, uh, freak, quote, right. I really don't know or care about the All-Star game. We can't see our families. Why have one? Right. And the answer is money. Duh. The The game brings money to the city of Atlanta, and I feel for them. They're also going to have the All-Star game in the MLB, potentially in 2021. Hopefully, we're at a stage in this country that everyone's vaccinated by, by this summer. Or at least enough people are vaccinated to make this a safe thing. Um, but we're, we've got a long ways to go. That's a whole other conversation right now as far as that goes. We're, we're barely making a dent right now. So, yeah. We'll all put, games we'll right now a, are not important. We'll put a bow on this with uh, Kawhi Leonard here. We all know why we're playing. It's money on the line. It's an opportunity to make more money just putting money over health right now. Period. That's it. So he's saying what every player is thinking. He doesn't say a lot, but he said something impactful right there. We'll, we'll be back with more Brandon Ortega. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. A little bluesy riff right there. That's right up your alley, B. Journey. Forget Journey can get bluesy. Mm. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. It's a New Mexico Pinon Coffee morning for me. I'm sipping on some right now. We're really thankful for their support, helping us reach out to the community, try to do some cool stuff. Great people there. Great people. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Matt. What's a hero to you, Brandon? Hmm. Who's When you think a hero, who's your childhood hero? Well, outside of my dad, um, let's see. Yeah, outside of family, I would go broadcasters, and I'd go Chick Hearn. He was the longtime play-by-play voice of the Lakers. He's probably the guy who influenced me the most to be standing, sitting here right now, to eventually talking sport, talk sports for a living. Um, so you know, from a, you knew from a young age, you wanted to be a broadcaster. Oh, I oh yeah, I was like. 11 oh when wow yeah uh, when i started getting the bug a little bit but uh i'm fastly approaching 40 and i still don't know what i want to be when i grow I, up I, I have to say it really wasn't until i met my fiance rebecca that i grew a more more just more of an understanding of what it's like to be in the medical field she's a physician's assistant and she was in grad school at the time when we met and i've really grown appreciation for one, what you have to do to get into the field. Um, and look, that's not even like the amount that a doctor has to do. A doctor has to go to school for a decade to, to get into the field. And well before the pandemic, we've been together for about six years. I've, yeah, I've really been exposed to what the life of a doctor and a physician assistant and a nurse and everyone that works in that medical assistance, what everyone does in an office and in a clinic and in a hospital I, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've just, my eyes have really been opened since I met her. 
And well, I, I'm glad you yeah, bring up people right. in the healthcare field. Yeah, so because I, they, I those are all as a hero by now. Those are all heroes. And yeah, she is. She's one of mine as well. Awesome. She's woman. She's a boss. Awesome woman. I'm gonna tell you why. My childhood heroes were athletes. Right. Were movie stars. Were larger than life figures. And now kids look up to you know the Avengers, you know sure. all these Marvel movies sure. and yeah and whatnot for sure. So I recently found a new hero, and he is a football player, but he is not on the field this year because he chose to opt out of the season to help serve the public. He's a Super Bowl champion, and he's a guard for the Kansas City Chiefs. But more than a football player, he's also a doctor. Right. Went to school for his medical degree, kept pursuing medicine while he's playing in the NFL. The man in question is Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. And if you don't know who this guy is, I highly recommend looking him up because his level of commitment to his community and his level of public service is awe-inspiring. So instead of cashing them big old NFL paychecks and trying to win another Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, he decided to opt out and help his community hang up his cleats and grab his stethoscope and be a doctor and put himself in harm's way and try to help his community beat COVID. Right, and he had been moonlighting, essentially, as a doctor after finishing med school while he was in the NFL, mind you. (laughs) Finished med school while he was in the NFL. Um, He had been practicing medicine simultaneously while being a pro, and helping the Chiefs win a Super Bowl last year. And when March came down and the pandemic hit hard, he immediately went full-time into a, being a doctor and, and not doing anything with his football duties. And then when the NFL season got closer, he decided to just keep doing that because that is his purpose in life. NFL is a privilege for him. Being a football player is a bonus. But this is what he feels he's put on the earth to do and yeah it's people like him i was talking about my fiance rebecca people that are in the medical field they're the real heroes in today's world they've always have been but i think people have just been you've been hearing more stories about them in the news right and you've been hearing uh you've been seeing stuff on social media the amazing things that people the hospitals are doing to fight covid and just to help people cope during these times, you know, the families that are affected by it and uh, the children that are affected by it. We just saw this video. Did you see this past week? There is a little girl, I think no older than four, yeah, leaving, leaving an Albuquerque hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And just being given like a parade, basically, as she's, walk, as she's walking out. Like it's stuff like that that, that that the medical workers do that are making a difference, not on top of all the insanely difficult medical things they're doing right now, which, I mean, let's face it, since March, they've been facing something, they've been battling something that they'd never seen before. So, yeah, Divernay, Tardif, and, 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 all, and all the medical workers in the country and in the world, they're, they're the heroes because they're, they're fighting it. And look, they're losing a lot because we're losing a lot of people, but we would have lost a lot more people if not for them. So it's 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 nuts, man. 
Yeah, you're exactly right, man. Um, I think this the only way we could have predicted this is if we watched more Morgan Freeman movies. <laughs> Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Send him your love. Send him an email. Yeah. So he's originally from Canada also, too. Yeah, and, back, uh, back in Canada Yeah, been, work, well. been working in the States, battling COVID-19 uh, as a doctor. Could be playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow. Yeah, could if, could be blocking if, for uh, Patrick Mahomes tomorrow. Right, yeah, going for his second Super Bowl in a row. Um, yeah, what 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 a decision, you know, to not to not play and and uh, to show what your real priorities are. Yeah, pretty amazing stuff. I don't think I'd have it in me to be honest, because like that's anybody who puts cleats on, their goal is to go to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. That is the majority. Right. That's usually the case that people in the NFL, that was what they've been dreaming of and the only thing they've been wanting to do with their lives. But he is a rare case that he's had two things. We're really like, and he was late to football too. He started playing football kind of late. Mm-hmm. And yeah, practicing medicine was his first passion before football even came into the place, came into play. So yeah, just a, a rare story. A very, uh, it's a story that's hard to, to like, you know, smile and not appreciate what everyone's doing in the medicine, medicine field. Yeah. As, as dark as these times are, and like you hear horror story after horror story and you see and hear about death after death after death. It's amazing to hear the good stories that come out of this. The, like the kid who got out of hospital here, like months ago, the presumption was that kids couldn't even get COVID. Because the, yeah. tran- the transmission rate on kids was so low right. that we're like, hey, put them back in school. They're not going to get sick. Right. And look, now we're seeing kid after kid, and we're losing teenagers. We're le- losing people in their 20s. And So, yeah, big shout-out to Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Awesome story, awesome person. We need more people like that in the world. If you know a doctor, if you know a nurse, if you know a healthcare worker, give them a hug. Make sure they know how appreciated they are. Or an elbow. Or yeah, or a, a distant elbow. Right. If if you're in Air Five, if you're in their uh, MySpace top eight, and you're in their social bubble, you could give them a hug. Otherwise, fist bump or elbow is the approved method these days. <laughs> Thanks for being with me, Brandon. No, no problem. It always goes by fast. We've already been yeah. down here for forty five minutes. Three segments already. Yeah, but so Rob's coming up now. Yeah, we got Rob coming up for two segments, and then. Me and Vital talking football. Rob Portnoy, the great Rob Portnoy. Awesome. Thanks for having me, buddy. Appreciate you. Got to have you back as soon as possible. Got it. Albuquerque. Listen to Star TV and Radio. Back-to-back sportscaster of the year, KOB TV's Brandon Ortega. Always a pleasure to have him in studio. We'll be right back with Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Isn't, isn't Brandon just a delight, Vital? Yeah, he is. He He's is. knowledgeable about a lot of stuff. I need to start having worst guests on the show. 
because I just keep having people on who outshine me and make me look terrible. I need to I need to lower the bar is what I need to do. Well, but then you're not interesting. You have to be interesting. <laughs> so you have to have those that are better than you. I, and I think and that, I, that you got got another guest that's like that too, just a pro in in and of itself. I think I pissed off Brandon with my golf comment. <laughs> so I I wiped the greens with Brandon last time I golfed. And speaking of wiping the greens, last time me and my next guest golfed, he wiped the floors with me. So. I get to eat crow for a little bit. On the air with us, we have Voice of the Lobos, Scratch Golfer, my friend and friend of the show, Rob Portnoy. How you doing, buddy? Van, I'm doing great. What are you guys up to? No good, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. It's a beautiful day, beautiful people, and uh, glad to have you on, my friend. How's, uh, how's, your, how's your golf game, man? <laughs> you know... Speak uh, just uh, because it's beautiful. Um, it, it's great. I mean, what could be better than sunny and like fifty-five degrees? I mean, you need to wrap up this show. Yeah, you want to just you want to just head out from here. I'll just uh, let Vital be by himself. <laughs> we'll go straight to the links. <laughs> we. Uh, me and Brandon uh, talked about the Lobos a little bit earlier and the struggles that the boys are facing and then the the run that the women have been on. But that's not why I wanted the voice of the Lobos on today. <laughs> I know you, like me, are huge baseball fans. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the hot stove and what you see next year looking at. And then touch base a little bit on the actual future of the sport. Because I got some ideas and I want to hear what you have to say about them. But the hot stove in the MLB is lighting up. A lot of free agent moves. Got some potential trades and a lot of movement so far. Let's start off with the $40 million man. The troll of the MLB. Twitter champ, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer got P-A-I-D paid. What's your thoughts on Trevor Bauer? Oh, man. I, I had a feeling you were going to start with Trevor Bauer. <laughs> and you know what? Let me first say I love the guy. Um, from the first time uh, I set foot in Reno and he was in the, the Diamondback system, and he was standing in one corner of that field and launching baseballs from foul pole to foul pole like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. Um, his throwing program is the stuff of legend, and the guy just dances to the beat of his own drummer. And what's better than that right now, than having a guy and a personality like that? Um, yeah, yeah, he could be a troll sometimes, but... He speaks his mind, and he's very outspoken um, and utterly entertaining. I mean, gosh, he's great for the game. Let me start there. He is great for the game in every way. It's the type of personality that baseball needs right now and that baseball needs to nurture and, and allow to flourish because 
um, that's where we are. That's what people want. That's what you and I want as fans now. That's exactly um, what I want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but th- the other side of the coin, though, Van, is that – and he just he just is like a, a, a just a, a, a flashing beacon of the problem – with the game today, and and I'm I'm the biggest. Gosh, I know I'm I'm already going huge picture here, but I, I'm the biggest free market guy there is. I I love the fact that people in in our society can can make what they're worth, and they should be able to. Um, but in the end, we are we are a, a, a society that's also driven in a lot of ways by private business, and and Major League Baseball is that, and. It's broken, and they've got to figure out how to fix the economics of the game because adding a third Cy Young winner to the same staff of the world champions is not good for the game. And it's just the simple fact that every year these guys that are getting paid are getting paid by a very small few organizations that are at the table in those conversations. And and until that gets fixed, the game is is permanently broken, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm gonna talk about Trevor Bauer off the field and on the field here, real quick. And I want your perspective here in a minute. Baseball fan, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, "Oh, the game is getting boring. No one has any personality. Why can't you be more fun like the NBA?" And then someone like Trevor Bauer comes along. And he's talking smack on Twitter. He's making goofy videos. He's making, you know, did you know that he had a bet with his college roommate that if he ever signed more than a one-year deal, his friend gets to shoot him in the nuts with a paintball gun? This is, <laughs> this is a, Rob, Rob Portnoy, this is a true story. So I'm really excited here in like a week or two, whenever that YouTube video comes out of Trevor Bauer getting shot in the nuts with a paintball gun. Like this is the kind of like energy and personality that MLB needs because for a long time it's it was really a faceless organization. Like everyone knows what Tom Brady looks like. Everyone knows what LeBron James looks like. Not every passive baseball fan knows what Mike Trout's face looks like. So we need big personalities like this in baseball and I love every second of it. Even being an Astros fan, and him being the biggest smack talker against my beloved Astros, I still love it, and I want more of it. So give me all the off-the-field Trevor Bauer you got. And now I'm going to tell you, a little Shyamalan twist, I'm going to tell you why he's overrated on the field. Okay. And that's, and that's going to be hard to do because he won the friggin' Cy Young last year, right? <laughs> but this is who Trevor Bauer pitched against last year. In the shortened 2020 season, he pitched against the Brewers three times. Sorry about that, Vital. You know your boys didn't didn't play up to par last year. So he got Brewers three times, Tigers once, Pirates once, the Slumping Cubs twice, the Royals once, and the White Sox once. So he got to pitch against six of the worst teams in baseball on his way to a career year. I don't think any GM took that into account. Because to me, Trevor Bauer's a 
20, 25 million dollar guy, and you mentioned the free market, you know, milk it for everything it's worth. Trevor Bauer should not be getting paid more than Garrett Cole, Kate, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, you know, all these greats. But that is a dead, scary top three. And I think Walker Bueller, their number three guy, might be the best out of all of them. I agree with you 100%. Um, it, the, I, it's like the, the prohibitive favorite in the Derby, right? I mean, what are the odds going to be on the Dodgers winning the World Series by the time we get to opening day? Um, it's absurd. And, you know, there are other fundamental issues. Um, again, if you want to get really big picture, um, I can recall uh, seeing a still photograph as a kid of um, Willie Mays, you know, on the streets of New York playing stickball with the kids, right? And sure, sure. It, I, I, I think about that in, in the context of where we are today with baseball, and I'm just not sure that the, the urban street ball, stickball games, the suburban uh, sandlot games, that these things that used to be commonplace back in the day are going on anymore, not to the extent that they were. And, and that worries the heck out of me. Um, it, it, the reality is that it's, it's much easier to find a hoop and you don't need as many guys. And it, I, I just I, I worry that you know who, who I'm a Reds guy. Where, where's the next Eric the Red? You know, I mean, there it, it's a we're we're losing a generation of fans, and we're losing a generation of potential uh, you know next round of Hall of Fame talent with, with every passing moment, and the game's not being passed down um, generationally like it used to be. Um, which uh, it just makes me profoundly sad, and and you know, and that gets to so what's wrong with the game itself, and that's a, a, another discussion that we could have. But I, um, it, you know, the, you can look at revenue and say, okay, it's still pretty good, you know, pre-COVID. But um, look, the, the reality is that the, the TV uh, broadcasts are getting marginalized, and that is maybe the most frightening thing of all because, you know, that's, that's where <laughs> the ultimate, uh, I, I think, the barometer lies, and it's not good. Yeah, we could talk more about uh, the future of baseball next segment. That's why I wanted to touch base with you. And, and listen, loyal listener, on your radio or your phone or your computer right now, I can hear you yelling at me that the Super Bowl is tomorrow. Why are you talking about baseball? We're going to talk about football the a whole last hour of the show, so don't be scared. I got all your Super Bowl talk coming up. But yeah, I don't see how the Dodgers organization can cut a $100 million check to Trevor Bauer when they just fired hundreds of people and cut salaries of hundreds of people. The Dodgers swore all up and down 2020 that they're broke and they fired, they laid off hundreds of Joe Smoes your janitors, your hot dog vendors, your your parking lot attendants, like all these people that you know are very vital to the organization. 
but then you cut a $100 million check to Trevor Bauer. So to me, this is like kind of some egg on the Dodgers' face. Maybe there'll be a redemption story in the future that, hey, you know, we hired everyone back. But I think it's just egg on the face of the Dodgers. Is that, is that the way you feel, Rob? Well, I mean, we're we're looking at all of these um, these leagues conducting business without fans. I mean, the the base reality of that is that if there were serious cash flow problems, they wouldn't be able to do that. So <laughs> I think that tells you all that you need to know right there. There's a reason that these uh, multimillionaires uh, get in the business of owning sports franchises is because if you keep it long enough, it's going to grow exponentially in value. Um, they're sitting on piles of money, and yes, their annual operating budget was clearly affected by COVID. We all acknowledge that, but um, they're not uh, you know, lining up at the Salvation Army. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think Magic Johnson is going to be fine. More baseball talk with Voice of the Lobos' Rob Portnoy when we come back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. And we're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And back with us. We have Voice of the Lobos, one of my favorite dudes on the planet, Mr. Rob Portnoy. What's going on, my man? You know what? Everything's good. And, and you know what I wanted to say quickly because I, I'm thinking about our conversation and the, the other piece of the free market you know, deal and the fact that there are only a limited number of teams that, that are involved in the talks with a player like Trevor Bauer when it's time for him to get paid, right? And how do we fix that? And I was talking about the fact that the MLB is a, a private entity. They've got to uh, administer. They, they need to uh, impose and administer some type of cap. They just have to do it, Van. I, I, you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA, hard cap, soft cap, NHL, whatever you want to talk about, it works. It works, and they have to do it. Um, and, and, and that's coming from a free market guy. They've got to figure out a way to balance it out so that the Kansas cities of the world have a chance to get at the table uh, and have an opportunity to sign a player like Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I agree. not only a salary cap, but I, I think a salary floor is very important because even with, you know, you got the, uh, the luxury tax and it gets spread out to all the small market teams and, and they have X amount of money from, the um, luxury tax and then from the TV deals. So these, your Pittsburgh Pirates, your Kansas City Royals, you know, these small market teams have the money to spend. They just choose not to because you're, you're just admitting to your fan base that we're not going to put out a competitive product. We're not going to field a competitive team this year because our margins are lower. We're going to make less profit. Sports teams make money. Even in a pandemic, these sports teams are making money with the revenue sharing and with TV deals. I, I agree that there should be a hard salary cap, but I think more important is a salary floor because the Pittsburgh Pirates spending $13 million. The Pittsburgh Pirates' salary 
for the whole team is half of what Trevor Bauer makes by himself. And I think that's kind of that's kind of insulting to to baseball fans, especially hardcore fans of that team. But with with that being said, like you kind of hinted at what I wanted to talk about is growing the sport. And you you mentioned the kids in the street playing stickball. I know when I was young, me and a group of friends would go go to the park and play base hit or home run derby. Like I even remember practicing in my backyard. I would I'd practice with a broomstick. I would throw up pebbles into the air and hit them with a broomstick to to help my contact rates. You know what? In your eyes, what can baseball do to have that kind of growth that baseball had in the you know thirties, forties, fifties? And you're you're bringing back some great memories for me. I mean, <laughs> it started when I was you know just a little kid, and it was wiffle ball. Uh, you know behind the the patio of our neighbor's backyard because the fence was a perfect home run fence right and so that's yeah and then and then it was walking across the street uh to the school playground with a wood bat and tennis balls because we could hit them farther and that meant that we could play on the softball field and actually hit home runs huh. um you, you did that right oh you know it Man, I, the how, how do we? So I think that that we're doing some of the right things in terms of you know some of the changes that have been instituted and some of the things that that make baseball difficult for the average fan to watch because of the length of time that it takes for a game uh, to reach its finish. And, and I'm in no way advocating um, that the only sport that doesn't have a clock should have something like that where we know where the end point is i you know the idea that you have to get all 27 outs and if, if we're still tied there's going to be more uh, i love that um and i hope that never changes but I, I think you know some of the other things that have been done you know like the pitch clock um and i don't know about you but i i love the extra inning deal with putting a guy um out there on base i i just think it's awesome um you know, there are some other things too, like the, the, this, this, uh, the rule, of, you know, of having a guy have to face three hitters. I'm not really sure it's had the impact and the effect that, that people had hoped when, when they instituted it and thought it would be something that would, uh, change the number of pitching changes and whatever. <laughs> it, it, it's probably lengthened some games. To, you know, some guys were out there facing guys they shouldn't have. Yeah, why? Why would you Um, make a guy face two more batters when he's already getting shelled? It's it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, You know, the 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 grassroots thing is is obviously where it's got to happen, and the problem is that baseball is such a visceral thing, and there are so many subtleties to the game, man, that you you really need to understand and appreciate to completely. embrace the game especially you know when it, it it's not the seventh or the eighth inning in a one-run game with a couple of men on and a couple outs and you know what i mean it's where does the where does the interest level come um when they're playing so many games over the course of so many months and they last three to three and a half hours and you just you know you the things that what pitch did a guy throw in a certain count? And those, those, those things are just generally lost. Like the, the, gen, the, the, the generic fan has no idea what you're even talking about. Sure. Um, 
you know, and uh, is that a good pitch to run on? Is is it is it hit and run the thing to go with here? Um, I saw somebody advocating for the the complete removal of the sacrifice bunt, the same way that uh, <laughs> a base on uh, a base on balls. You know, you know. Oh, okay, you want to intentionally walk somebody? Just go ahead and take first base. We don't have to throw the four pitches. Well, I saw someone advocating for uh, if you wanted to sacrifice somebody over, just. The batter goes, you know, he gives himself up. He goes back to the dugout, and you move the guy to second base. Did you what? call? The, did you call the cops on that guy? What? Are <laughs> you kidding? That's me? insane. What? So, and I don't know. I mean, See, I, here, 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 this is what yeah. it is for me, Rob. Football is a sixty-minute game that takes three and a half hours. Basketball is a forty-eight-minute game that takes three hours. Baseball is a three-hour game that takes three hours. Like that's the length of the game isn't what should be questioned, isn't what should be affected or changed. Maybe the maybe the pitch clock's a good idea. You're going to shave a couple minutes and it'll keep the pace of play better. But how, how are you going to make the game go faster? You can't make it significantly shorter or go faster unless you lop off a couple innings, and that's going to change the direction of the whole sport. Like I'm, I'm in favor of a lot of these rule changes. In the regular season, I like the man on second and extra innings. You know, I like universal DH. I like, I mean, I even maybe even the idea of you only have a DH when your starter's in. I think that's that's a good middle ground in between the American League and National League. But changing the personality of baseball. Showing that it's not a boring thing. Because, Rob, I know, as you know, football games are an hour long, but there's only 11, 12 minutes of actual action. To me, that's more boring than you go two innings in between a base hit. Because people are moving every single play. And I think educating the populace on the pitcher-hitter relationship, how much really goes into the game once the ball is in play. Because I think people were spoiled during the steroid era of home run after home run after home run. And people just see baseball as they only want to watch Sports Center and they only want to see home runs and diving catches. So instead of altering the game, I think changing people's perception of the game is the way to go. And the $50 million question is, how do you do that? That's the and I, I agree with you. Um, you're you're not going to turn a three hour game or a three and a half hour game all of a sudden into a two and a half hour game. I do think that we need to do more with the game to make sure that the ball is in play more. I think that there's a, a fundamental problem right now that the uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a combination of of all these incredibly hard throwers in the game now. And the fact that, you know, let's be honest, everybody digs a long ball still, and everybody's swinging for the fences, and there's all this, you know, data. There, there are all these analytics that say that this is the best way to score runs. And so you're either getting really hard contact or you're getting uh, swing and a miss. And, the, you know, the ball's just not in play. I mean, it, Home run's neat. It's it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I love the home run, but you know the gapper with with two on is way more exciting, right? I mean, 
it's way more exciting. You see a, go, a guy go chase the ball at the wall, and then you have to decide, are you going to send the trail runner? And is the throw going to be online? And, and like, so we just got to have the ball and play more. I mean, there's a fundamental problem with that. I think everybody agrees on that, that the swing and miss rate is just way too high right now. Um, and I don't have the answer to that. Do you shrink the strike zone? Um, what do you do? I don't, I don't know. Um, it's just uh, there are some issues. There are some fundamental issues that are major problems. But, but getting your kids, Van, and your grandkids interested in the game, figuring out how to make it interesting to them, and getting them to where it's cool to play ball again, that's the big difference. Because at one time, it was really cool to play ball. Oh, no doubt. I, th- I think we're... We're creeping up on some significant altering of the mound. Because back in the day, like Nolan Ryan was the only guy who could throw over 95 miles an hour, right? And now you got 12 guys on your roster that can throw in between 95 and 100. To, to me, I see in the next few years some kind of mound or home plate or strike zone alteration a la... Bob Gibson in the 1968 season. Though Bob Gibson was completely unhittable. He had what a 1 1.12 1. ERA in 1968, 12 straight complete games like and they lowered the mound. And they lowered the mound because of Bob Gibson. And I think we're creeping up on that because now there's 100 Bob Gibsons in baseball. Like the you, you hinted at like a home run or a strikeout, you know, the, the three true outcome baseball turns a lot of people off. And yeah, I do like, like the action I do like, Hey, my mama loves triples. My mama loves to see a guy run out a triple. Like that's, that's fun. That's exciting. When the throw comes in the third, is he in, is he not? You know, I, I, I love the action, but maybe we're creeping up on, on a rule change. Like maybe the mound needs to be lowered or move back six inches or, you squeeze the strike zone, and, and that'll help people put the ball in play more. That's exactly where I was headed. I agree. And, and yeah, something's got to change there because the, the numbers, that are, the way that they're trending, it's not going to change for the better. It's only going to get worse. So um, they've got to figure that out. I, I, I could not agree more that that's a fundamental problem. Um, and <laughs> the other thing is that, you know, Bob Gibson today, in reality, is probably, you know, not going to be Bob Gibson. Like, the next Bob Gibson isn't choosing to go stand on a mound and try to throw it, you know, through a tire as hard as he can. He's, he's you know, on, on the court down the street uh, trying to dunk and make sure that his fingers don't get caught in the chain net, right? Sure. So, that. That's that's where we are, um, and until that part of it gets fixed, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that is, you, 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 we're we're talking about the RBI programs and all these things that are happening, and you know everything we can do to push those um, are absolutely critical for the future of the game. Yeah, I, I think baseball made a little bit of progress with uh, the MLB Urban Youth Academy, and like you said, the, the RBI baseball leagues that are sponsored by MLB. Putting putting uh, baseball academies in urban areas and, and giving a lot of lower income kids the ability to have the equipment and and have the support to play the game because 
I mean, it's a beautiful game. Say what you will about it. Everyone has their favorite sport, but this is a uniquely American sport, and it's a, it's a beautiful game. And I hope it continues to grow, and I hope somehow we can get more interest in the game so it, it doesn't go the way of lacrosse or whatever, or cricket. <laughs> Rob, it was awesome having you on. You're always a pleasure. I love picking your sports brain. Uh, we'll have you on again soon to talk Lobos. You actually you just got to hang out and talk baseball with your boy today. You didn't even have to do your job. Just awesome. And uh, you guys enjoy the Super Bowl talk for the rest of the show. Um, this is – you guys literally get the last word. The game's tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, make your predictions and uh, go Chiefs. All right. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Always a pleasure having you on. Thanks, bud. Thanks, fan. And we'll be back. NFL talk. whole rest of the show, baby. Give me your hot takes, 505-246-0610. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. Live from the At Talk ABQ studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. See, I said it earlier, Vital, that I got to quit having such talented guests on. Because I, I, can't, I can't hold a candle to Brandon Ortega and Rob Portnoy and the guy behind the glass, you, Mike Vital. I need to lower that bar. Thanks again, Brandon Ortega, Rob Portnoy, joining me this morning. We're going to open up the phone lines for the rest of the show. We're talking Super Bowl prop bets. We're talking Super Bowl food. We're talking Super Bowl. We're talking Super Bowl halftime show. Super Bowl 55 tomorrow, live from Tampa Bay. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Technically, they're hosting, right? Did they, did they decide who has the home jerseys yet? I think Tampa Bay is wearing white. I Tampa think. Bay's wearing white. I think I think that's what I heard. D- don't they switch uh, every other year? Who gets the, the does the NFC get to wear the home jerseys? Does right. the AFC? I, I don't know. Right? Yeah, I'm not even sure which year it is. Why? Well, I know I know what year it is, but not which year, as in who, who gets to wear what jersey. Yeah, I think one one conference gets to select it gets, to, and I think the Tampa Bay because Brady was talking about it earlier this week. They're wearing the white jerseys. Be that as it may. Be that as it may. Uh, we're going to see, a, I think, a good game. And I think it'll go maybe not so much high scoring, but could be interesting. It, it, I know everyone is focused on the quarterbacks, and they should because they're incredible quarterbacks with great talent. But uh, I think the weather will play. It will be a factor in the game. Patrick Mahomes, and I want to talk Super Bowl food with you here coming up soon. Let me talk about Patrick Mahomes real quick. Patrick Mahomes is on a historic career arc. And I think it's fitting, even though I really, really wanted to see my Packers in the Super Bowl. Duh. But I think it's very fitting that Tom Brady is going up against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl because we see the greatest winning quarterback in the history of football going up against what I can only assume is the next Tom Brady, as long as the Chiefs stay competitive, I think 
every year that Patrick Mahomes is not in the Super Bowl is going to be a disappointment. And it's a shame that he has such a high bar placed on him, but that just shows the talent of Patrick Mahomes and the talent on that Chiefs roster and coaching staff. Here's a fun fact, Vital. Patrick Mahomes wins tomorrow. He will have won two Super Bowls before his 10th NFL loss. Is that insane? Yeah, he'll he'll have won two at the age of before the age of twenty five or twenty six or something that's like that. Bonkers! That's incredible. I don't think anyone has done that. I, I believe that's that's true. That is true. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is twenty five and one in his last twenty six games. That is insane. What is that? He's twenty five and one. Twenty five wow. and one in his last twenty six games. His only loss was to the human the Chucky Raiders. doll. Yeah, it was the Raiders. The human Chucky doll, John Gruden, kept him off the field. I think it's not going to be a close game, Vital. I think the Chiefs are far and away the class of the NFL, and they're going to put it on Tampa Bay. And that's me trying to attempt at being a prognosticator, not because I'm still butthurt because the Buccaneers beat the Packers. I got Chiefs winning by 17 points. 30-37-20. I think it's going to be close at first. Tampa Bay is going to be able to move the ball. Tampa Bay is going to get a few early stops because this is probably the best defense the Chiefs have played all year, right? Well, they've they've played pretty much good defense all year, especially their pass rush. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have an amazing pass rush and an amazing defensive front. They're the number one rushing defense in the NFL. The Chiefs don't need to run the ball. Most NFL teams need some sort of semblance of balance to be successful in an NFL game. The Chiefs, it doesn't matter. The Chiefs can use dink and dunk and screen as their running game, and they just air it out the rest of the game. I don't think the Tampa Bay's run defense is as important as people think it is. It was very important last week shutting down the Packers, but the Packers aren't as a dynamic of offense as Kansas City, and they don't have the weapons Kansas City has. But who knows? It's the Super Bowl. Any given Sunday, any team can win. We'll have some more prognostication and more predictions about the game coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. I will say one thing, though. This is an opportunity for both offenses with great quarterbacks that they have in Brady and Mahomes to do a lot of make a lot of big plays and be aggressive. Yeah, Tom Brady's never been more aggressive than he has been this year. Yeah, have you noticed that? And yeah. Obviously because he's got weapons around him, but you cannot waste possessions. 
I think that's a big deal, and I think that's both offenses, you know, they can score at will, especially Kansas City with Hill and uh, Kelsey and Hardman. They'll beat you. I think Sammy Watkins will be playing tomorrow. I know that he was listed as questionable, but I don't I don't think those offenses, especially Kansas City, can be held down for long. You saw that last year when uh, the 49ers had the best defense in the league last year, and they had a 10-point lead, and KC just comes on back, even though that uh, uh, Mahomes had two interceptions in the second half. So that that tells you a lot about the explosiveness and the confidence of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll have more Super Bowl talk in a 10 o'clock hour, and uh, we'll take uh, we'll get Andrew after the break. Uh, I want to talk Super Bowl food. Vital, I want to hear your favorite Super Bowl food when we get back. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. If the big game is a big deal, plan to take a ride on us because together we can end DWI. The Sports Animal is partnered with Ron Bell Injury Lawyers, Bernalillo County Department of Behavioral Health Services, the City of Albuquerque Department of Family and Community Services, and Uber to help in DWI. So whether you go to your favorite watering hole patio or watch with friends, if you're going to drink, download the code SB2021 beginning Thursday, February 4th at noon on the Uber app. After the game, request an Uber and we'll pay up to $20 for your ride. This offer is good for the first 1,000 people who use the code between noon on February 7th and 3 a.m. on February 8th. Stock up on your favorite beverages before the game so you won't have to drive under the influence to replenish your stock. Make sure you're here to cheer your team on next year. Remember to social distance, wear your mask, and take a ride on us. Together, we can end DWI. Enjoy the game. Carmen's startup found an angel investor. But now they're asking for a miracle from her development team. Hello, this is Carmen. That's exciting news. I guess we could launch early. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Does learning a language feel like this? No habla espanol. Hablo. It's hablo? Yes. It's hablo. <laughs> when you learn a language, you want to actually use it. Babbel is designed with that goal in mind. Since my husband is from Guatemala, I'll apply what I've learned in Babbel to our real-life situations. The app is so easy to use, and it's so practical. It helps you learn things that you will actually need. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Heard the good news about COVID-19 vaccines? They're here. But you can do more than wait for your turn. Here's how. Stay at least six feet away from folks you don't live with. And it's risky to be indoors with them, too. And masks? Well, they protect both the person wearing them and the folks around them. Wear a mask, watch your distance, and make a big difference now. Learn more about vaccines at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Napa know-how. Getting $20 back when you buy a Napa Legend premium battery is a win-win. Getting it from the best car people around is a win-win-win. Getting it before you're stranded somewhere, that's a win-win-win. Win. Save $20 when you get a Napa Legend premium battery. And if that sounds like a lot of wins, you're right. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 228-21. Albuquerque's home for Super Bowl 55. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ Studios. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Talking football, baby. Super Bowl 55 tomorrow. Tampa Bay Bucks, technically, are hosting since it's in Tampa Bay for the first time ever. They cannot use their cannons when they score a touchdown on the home team. The Buccaneers always fire off in the end zone up there. Yeah, they can fire off their cannons when they score a touchdown. They won't be able to do that because the NFL wants a little neutrality so it doesn't get to become a home field advantage, which I think is kind of crazy, but nonetheless, that's the NFL. Well, they are in Florida, and there's a lot of hand cannons in Florida, so hopefully security is really good because somebody's going to try to sneak in a cannon. <laughs> I guarantee you Florida man is going to try to sneak a cannon in there. On the line, we got Andrew, friend of the show, friend in real life. What's happening, buddy? What's going on, man? Nice to be on. Yeah, finally. You've been a um, long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Yeah, first-time caller. I heard the sports books in New Mexico are going to be open. So for everyone out there that wants to get an easy payday, uh, take the Chiefs, minus three, maybe even buy some points to get some extra money on there. And uh, as far as prop bets, you know, it's been tails six out of the last seven years. I would keep riding that. Oh, man. that's uh, Speaking of prop bets, there's a lot of crazy bets. And I, and I agree with you 100% buying points for the Chiefs. I think they're the class of the NFL. They're going to be playing their hearts out. And I don't think – the fix is in for Tom Brady. As much as I would have loved to blame the refs for my Packers loss last last week, it was it was it was pretty evenly horrible on both sides. The the play call, I mean the the refs calling the game. Yeah, I like your pick with Chiefs and buying points. I personally have the Chiefs winning big. I know uh, the American populace has the Chiefs winning by a small margin, so. Three points, three and a half points, that's not enough to me. Andrew, what's your favorite prop bet? Um, I think I saw one on Tyreek Hill's number of receptions over under the Kentucky Derby winners, uh, the horse, the, the, the number of the horse that's going to win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's, that's the most unusual <laughs> bet I've ever heard of, um, and that's something where you'd have to, you know, of course, stay alive until the Kentucky Derby to get paid out. So I would stay away from that, but that's pretty unusual. So, um, I, so I, that's that's a good prop bet. But you know, everybody, I just want everyone to stay safe out there. If you're going to go in the casino and make your bet, you know, socially distance, you know, wear a mask, things like that, and uh, you know, stay safe on Super Bowl. All right, you got the Chiefs and buy extra points. Any other uh, insider bets you want to tell the loyal listeners out here? Um. Another prop bet would be first completion of the game is going to be, you know, it's going to be a completion. The first pass of the game is going to be a completion. That's usually a short pass out of the backfield, you know, with the running back. So that's minus 150. I know it doesn't pay much, but I'd probably take that as well. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. I like some of like the more strange prop bets about the commercials and and like the national anthem and the halftime show. I got I got I got a sure thing for you, Andrew. The color of Gatorade that gets poured on the winning coach will be red this year. And that's a plus three hundred bet. Uh, I would say white. I would go with white on that. You go, clear you go clear. Well, right. see the see the Chiefs and Bucks both have red as their predominant color, so I think they're going to pour red on the coach this year. But a lot of a what lot of teams. What about um? Go ahead. What about who 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 are they going to show first? Uh, Tom Brady or Mahomes? That's a big bet out there on on you know on TV. Probably Tom Brady. They you know they're going to show Tom Brady first. Of course they are. And I'm really sorry about your Packers last week, oh, uh, buddy. you know. But I know a fixed, I know a fixed game when I see one. <laughs> Thanks, and, buddy. I needed that. You know, Tom Brady had a horrible game, and it just, you know, just I don't know that it, that was something was off there. So if the Chiefs do not do lose or do not cover, it'll be the same same scenario. Yeah, um, I would like to think that there's a little honor amongst thieves that Tim Donahue scared off all the the mafia goons from fixing games. So I would like to believe in the integrity of the NFL. On the contrary, watching that game last week, it was very hard to believe that. They were getting very handsy out there, very handsy. How about, Andrew, will there be a mask on the M&M spokes candy during the commercial? No is minus wow. 160. Yes is yes. plus 120. Yes, there will be. I would say yes, too. I think that's another good bet. Yeah, okay. but, I mean, for sure, tails, you know, you get your money before the game even starts. You know you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's a for sure thing if, uh, you know, if the trends keep going that way. Yeah, six out of seven. That's overwhelming. I didn't know that one. That's a, That's a crazy stat. So you, know, you heard it from Andrew. Chief, books, if they're going to allow that many trend bets, I don't. I don't really know what the sports books is going to be like there in Albuquerque. But uh, I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of those crazy trend bets. You probably have to do them online. Yeah, that's what I think too. Like the the in person casino betting will probably be more straight away. Pick the winner over under a couple like Tyreek Hill receptions kind of things like that. It'll be more straightforward. Oh yeah. Hey Vita, how many how many commercials will show a person wearing a mask? It's two two and a half. The over really? the over is negative four fifty. So I think I think the over is a very smart bet. Yeah, you gotta risk a lot of money though to make money on that, so you know, people wanna see people's faces. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Vito? Uh, I say under. I think it's kind of for commercial. Yeah, I think you got a good point with wanting to see people's faces, yeah. but also there's so many air quotes woke corporations that want to make sure that they're message, advocating for mask wearing. Saying, yeah, and I think two and a half is super low. There's going to be so many damn commercials played over and over again. I, I might. Know. I and might. The, throw another s- one is the the two point. Will, will there be a two point conversion? I would say yes on that. You know, it's um, if whether it's a tight game or the score, whatever it might be, end of the game, 
want to make it an eight score or an eight point game, um, I'd probably go with the with the two point conversions as an underdog. That's a that's a good one too. See, I'm right. I'm writing down all your bets. I'm going to back you. Later. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to get the two point conversion. You just have to go for it. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, here's one I like, Vital. This one's wildly interesting. Who will the MVP refer to first in his speech? We got teammates at plus one hundred, God at plus two twenty five, the United States of America at plus seven hundred, the winning city at plus seven hundred. Family, plus 900. Coaches, plus 1,000. Team owner, plus 2,000. Teammates, God, the country, the city, family, coaches, or team owner. Who do you got, Vital? Well, I want to say God, but it'll be teammates because I think that's what they usually start off with. Yeah, you got the best odds on teammates. How about you, Andrew? What do you got? I would say if Mahomes wins it going to be and then they are and he is going to win it i would say god and yep. then uh probably you know if brady wins it i would say teammates definitely not you know fans or city um yeah and that's that's pretty much it i mean that's a that's a pretty tough bet i wouldn't bet on that hey well thanks you know, for giving us your hot takes andrew thanks for calling in long time listener first time caller Appreciate your support, buddy, and uh, we'll get you a FOT shirt in the mail soon. All right. Thanks, man. You guys take it easy. Love the show. All right. Thanks, bud. You heard it there. Sports gambling aficionado. Face mask commercials. Andrew. Chiefs. Buy points. Tyreek Hill. More receptions. Two-point conversion. The first pass is a completion. Tails. the backfield. Tails is the coin flip. And there will be a two-point conversion. That's a, that's a good parlay right there. That'll pay off. We'll be right back talking more Super Bowl. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610 V Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. Live from the At Talk ABQ studio. And we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, it is all things Super Bowl. Vital, you excited? Oh, besides the game, you got food, you got commercials. <laughs> I mean, just a lot of fun. I mean, that, there's just so much. For me, because the Packers aren't in it, it's all about food, baby. Just what, what can I eat? What do I like? I'm going to go shopping today and figure it out. I love nachos. I think that's the thing I'm going to make. My girlfriend makes it better than that. Speaking I of food, I got a pop quiz for you here in a little bit. Pop quiz, hot shot. You got it. We got a special guest on the line. Another one, Vital. Another another one. Another one. Co-host of this very program. Diaper party attendee. Fred Slow. Good morning, Fredo. How you doing? Good morning, buddy. Sounds like you're in the car on your way to the diaper party as we speak. Oh, thanks for asking. It's a rental. <laughs> you just couldn't stay away. I, uh, no, I'm currently headed, uh, I'm going on Highway 70, and if you're not familiar, you're not missing out. <laughs> 
the middle of the country in the last five years has become only Amazon warehouses, as far as the eye can see. As it should be. Like, they're taking over the world. You might as well start in the Midwest. I, I hear they're doing bad, though. I guess they just fired their CEO. Yeah, I can't wait to see what scandal happens with him. There is enough, there is an amount of money that you can donate to like the local Boys and Girls Club that makes me forgive you, though. Which he does not do. Not yet. So, well, you have to wait until he has a reason to. I got a hot take. Jeff, Jeff Bezos is an absolute multi billionaire. He's got more. Uh, he's got more money. Yes, yes. He's got more money in his bank account that I knew existed when I was a kid, and he's doing nothing with it. Yes, he could solve so many of the world problems with the money he already has. Jeff Bezos yes. is a living comic book supervillain. The worst. So instead of to- instead of like actively trying to kill a superhero, he just does nothing to help humanity. Yeah, he is. If Bruce Wayne didn't go the direction that Bruce Wayne went and went the exact opposite direction, he would be Jeff Bezos. Like, the thing that's so incredible about it is, like, like, like pick, pick, like, a social herpes, right? Like, pick something that is, like, destroying the planet. Let's say hunger, right? Yeah. So Jeff Bezos could create a company that he could pay to fix this problem. He literally could lose no money. And still handle everything. It would but he's be like, a, no, I'm not worried about it. It would be a blip. He could end world yeah, hunger, nothing. and he would still have $130 billion. To do it again. He's like, wait till we go to Mars, and I'll end hunger there, too. Yeah, sure. No, that's, that's Elon's job. Elon's going to fix hunger on Mars. <laughs> if you don't think that these two are on, like, speed dial to each other all the time, you are wrong. Like, the only dudes that don't dodge each other's phone calls in Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos' world are Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Like, otherwise, they're not answering. Money cannot buy happiness, but it can buy attractiveness. Have you noticed how much better looking Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are now? They both have Steve Carell hairlines. (laughs) That ain't no spray can, buddy. That's the good plugs. How many? Hey, speaking of plugs, how many Amazon commercials are you going to see during the Super Bowl where they're like, we care about our employees? Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Only, Amazon doesn't tell me what service they do. They don't tell me how well they can do it. They just tell me how much they care about the people doing it. Like, what? How is this a formula for success, Amazon? I would rather, I would rather just have my toothpaste in a timely matter. Here at Amazon, we understand some of our hardest workers have to use restrooms in a Gatorade bottle, <laughs> so we provided We're everyone with me. adult diapers. <laughs> our suicide nets located outside our two-story warehouses are fully functional and can be able to be recycled into the environment. And you're like, did you say suicide net? Like, to catch people from jumping off your warehouse? And I literally just drove by another Amazon warehouse. For every Amazon worker that we overwork and attempts to kill himself, we grind them up and make them into granola bars for our hungrier customers. 
We are currently below the federal minimum wage. But due to your tax dollars, we can offset that cost with entitlement programs. And you're like, that one's really confusing, Amazon. <laughs> like, are you are you actually helping anyone? Are you are you figuring it out? They for real stole that one from uh, Walmart's playbook. Walmart has been oh, doing that for <laughs> they perfected that decades ago. Walmart is so bad, depending on what job you're doing, your pay rate changes. During so the like, shift. If you're like the, yeah, during the shift. Like, if you're like the cart pusher, you have to go clock into pushing carts, and then when you go inside to, like, work the checkout lane, you get a quarter more, so you got to clock into that. Like, I, I don't think that's completely legal. Well, all you have to do is just have your own lobbying firm and get your own super PAC and just buy off the legislators. It's super easy. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, welcome to Biden's America. (laughs) Two weeks in and you already ruined the whole country. I I, I can't figure it out. Are you doing too much or are you Sleepy Joe? Which one is it? (laughs) Are you a dictator with your executive orders? Or do you have to take Centrum Silver and Metamucil every morning? We're not. We're not sure here. <laughs> I know you put so much focus on bringing that dog into the White House. No, there, there should be a pet in the White House. That's that's totally acceptable. This is not. Why is this a talking point? Every president except for Donald Trump has had a dog in the White House. Not to get to be political. fair. To be fair. To be fair. Not really a dog guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> hey, I got some prop bets for you. I'm ready. Shoot. All right. Speaking of Joe Biden, will Joe yeah. Biden call to congratulate the winning coach? We got yes at negative 450 and no at plus 275. Um, I'm going to go yes. He will make the phone call. I agree with you. I think yes is a good bet, but that's a risky bet. 450, well, 450 bucks on the line to win a hundred—that's that's tough. And all, I tell you what, I'm doing—I'm going to put it like I'm going to put it in a parlay and say that he, for some reason, also calls Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You, thank you for not taking that medal, big dog. And then and then reaches out to I don't know whoever's in the head coach of Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. Will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game? We got yes. No, hard no. We got yes at plus 525, no at negative 950. No, that's, see, that's a hard no on that one. There's no Ian Johnson here. Like, this isn't Boise State upset Oklahoma. And, like, you told the boys beforehand, like, if we upset Oklahoma, I'm, pro- I'm proposing to my hot-ass girlfriend. Like, this is a, uh, yeah, this is a no. This is not going to happen. Uh, Carlos Correa did it after the 2017 World Series win. Well, just like he cheated in baseball, he was probably cheating on his girlfriend. So that's the only way he can make up for it. Oh, my God, you got to see Miss Correa. He would not ever once oh, consider, he would never once consider cheating on this woman. <laughs> I'm a fan of the Puerto Rican gal. She makes and if Carlos that I am in. Carlos Correa's wife makes Giselle look like Katie Griffin. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> That's she's she's a stunner. I don't know what this one means, but I'm going to ask you: Will Burger 
in quotations be said by Andy Reid? Apparently he's on. Oh, I see. I see. I see what's going on here. So apparently Andy Reid is on a diet, and he celebrated the victory last season by having a burger. Okay. Um. I mean, in and out of service, uh, I'm not quite getting you. Yeah, it's but okay. What I'm going to go with is he is going. If that's his go-to, I'm going to say yes. But it's only a win, so I'm going to say no. Because I think the Chiefs will lose. So oh, no. that's right. We should get to that, shouldn't we? So yeah. instead of prop bets, you have Tom Brady, the ageless wonder. Correct. The world's foremost Uggs model defeating Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I can't envision another outcome. I mean, Tom Brady always wins Super Bowls, so Tom Brady. And he's not playing anyone from the NFC East. So, historically, Tom Brady is undefeated against any team that's not in the NFC East. You just raised your eyebrows, Vital. You didn't notice that, did you? Wasn't sure about that, yeah, but that's the, what you say. The Giants twice and the Eagles. His only losses have been to the NFC East. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Eagles. That's why I get paid the big bucks, brother. That's right. Calling from I-70, co-host of ABQ Central, Fred Slow going out on a limb here, picking the underdog, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's three points. And they are at home, so it probably would be like six six or six and a half if they weren't in Tampa. The NFL said, uh, can't shoot your cannons off, guys. Sorry, home field advantage. Yeah. It's in Tampa. 22,000 Florida men are going to be there. That's all the advantage you need. The cheapest StubHub ticket was like nine grand. It's COVID limitations, like... I think it would be like what three or four grand otherwise. The one I went to in Houston, you could get into the top for like fifteen hundred bucks. You just gonna you just gonna print out another Buzzfeed lanyard and just walk in? I you're talking about my World Series story? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for calling in, Fred. We miss you dearly, loyal listener. I'm not so sure what they think, but I miss you, and Vital misses you. And uh, you'll be back in person next week, and we'll be talking about the Chiefs trouncing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for the Chiefs' back-to-back Super Bowl victory. And I apologize for my service. Obviously, this is an AT&T situation. I think I used up all my data listening to Absolute Proof by the MyPillow CEO. (laughs) All right, we'll be back with more ABQ Central. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're tuned in to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. Live from the Talk ABQ studios, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. Thanks for calling in, Mr. Fred Slow, co-host of this very show. Dearly missed him. Vital, you had that... Loving look in your eye when he called in. Rambling down I-70 and pointing out all the Amazons that he's... 
<laughs> just Albuquerque, just when you thought we were going to have a show and only talk about sports, here comes Fred from across the country segueing into Amazon. That's That's uniquely us. And you know what? I'm not going to apologize for it. Not at all. You know what else I'm not going to apologize for, Vital? What's that? How much GD food I'm going to eat tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to make myself sick eating the richest, saltiest, fattiest food I can <laughs> shove down my gullet and not feel a tinge of regret. And then I'm going to follow that with X amount of too many beers. And then get loud and belligerent and yell at my TV. For why, how come the Packers weren't in the Super Bowl? Oh, no, I'm already over that. Yeah. I'm over that. You are not. I Well, <laughs> until Brady goes down tomorrow, I'll be happy and satisfied. So come on, Chiefs. <laughs> you know, uh, sports animals own Mike Trujillo will be cheering very hard against Tom Brady. Oh, he's Brady. a diehard Chiefs fan. He's the biggest one that I yep. know. Yep. Pretty sure he is the biggest Chiefs fan I know. And I meant that in fandom, not size, by the way. Well, you know, when your team goes back-to-back, that's only happened six times in Super Bowl history. Teams have won back-to-back Super Bowls. So it's you're in rarefied air when you do that. Totally. If anybody can, it's... This incantation of the Chiefs, because they are, in my lifetime, the most explosive football team offensively, and their defense is better than average I've ever seen. And that's not hyperbole. All right, pop quiz, Vital. You ready? I'll try. How many chicken wings do you think will be eaten tomorrow? Just in just in the United States. I'll say three million. Three million. Boy, are you wrong, Vital. I always am. It is over one point three b b billion billion chicken wings. Oh come on. One point three Oh man, I miss that billion by miles. Chicken wings. Oh my god. Everybody loves chicken wings. It's so good. It's so crazy. Back before I uh I went veggie, chicken wings were one of my favorites. Some like extra crispy, like spicy lemon pepper chicken wings and like the classic super hot buffalo. That would be my jam. Just one after the other. I do, even though I'm veggie, I do every once in a while have a chicken wing just so I could show people how to properly eat a chicken wing like I was taught in the South growing up where you snap the tendon and then you break it off the bone and just suck it out in one smooth movement. You ever seen that before? Yes, I have. Yeah. See, that's how you eat a chicken wing, boys. I don't like chicken wings. All right. It's not as insane as 1.3 billion. How many pizzas do you think will be ordered tomorrow? Oh, half a billion. Okay, it's not as insane. Maybe if we broke it down in the slices, you might be close. But at least, and I think this is going to go up because of COVID, at least 12.5 million pizzas will be ordered on Super Bowl Sunday. The 1.3 billion chicken wings 
is astronomical. I didn't think it would be anything that insane. But I didn't think 12.5 million pizzas either. That's a lot. That That's a lot, lot of pizzas. Because yeah. I know most, every Super Bowl party I've been into in my entire life has been potluck. The host. Oh, no pizza? The host makes the big deal, makes the, the big right. meal, the, the burgers, the brats, the, the whatever the main dish is. And then all the guests bring a side. Every single Super Bowl party I've ever been to has been potluck like that. So it blew my mind that there were 12 and a half million pizzas ordered on Super Bowl Sunday. When you think of Super Bowl parties, yeah, you think more of uh, the meat, the, the the wings instead of pizza. I would think like nachos. See, I love nachos, so I think that's a perfect, you know, you know, a good good food item for a Super Bowl party. I'm also a big nacho guy. I love yeah, nachos. I love nachos. Okay. Food. How many pounds of chips? And this is all chips, tortilla chips, bag chips, every kind of chips. How many pounds of chips do you think will be eaten tomorrow? Oh, man. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a billion, right? No. We're in the, we're in the millions. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just skip it. A couple thousand I'll, pounds. I'll skip it. 28 million pounds oh, of chips. Oh, man. 28 million pounds 13,000 tons 13,000 tons 13,000 tons but just the the immensity of the whole thing right sometimes it's, you just think about uh, that's right there's almost over 150 million people watching and this isn't worldwide i'm sure worldwide right, right. oh and i was i was a, a liar earlier i said super bowl sunday is the third biggest food day behind thanksgiving and christmas it is the second behind only thanksgiving oh really christmas 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 is in third oh man okay last fun fact just guacamole how many pounds of guacamole are you think are consumed every super bowl sunday oh gosh (laughs) The I mean, answer, I mean, my friend. Again, the immensity of it. So it's, it's, it's insane. insane. Yeah. I've I've never looked at these at these stats before. Usually, we would do a ranking, not like an amount of food. Eight million pounds of guacamole. Oh man, is consumed have, every Super Bowl Sunday. Eight million pounds. That's like Mexico's whole export business in one day. Eight million pounds. Of smashed up avocados in no one day. No wonder I went to the store yesterday. I didn't see any avocados. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why. Eight million pounds of lot, guacamole. Boy, there's there's people out there that can do it upright. Guacamole uh, sauce. I'm, my mind is legit yeah. blown about 1.3 chicken billion wings. Yeah, chicken wings. Chicken wings throws me. That's a lot for chicken wings. What are they doing with the rest of the chickens? What... Is the breast and the thighs and <laughs> the gizzards all going to be like on sale tomorrow on, on Monday morning? Yeah. yeah, that's an insane amount of chicken wings. These poor chickens. It's chicken holocaust just this, for your Super Bowl wings, party. It's not buffalo wings. See, I thought buffalo wings would be more popular than chicken wings. Well, yeah, that's both. I mean, it's both. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean both. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure 
a huge majority of all those chicken buffalo wings wing, being yeah. eaten are buffalo wings. Chicken wings are that popular, but if it's both, yeah, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Chicken wings. It did not specify buffalo or the way it was uh made. So what's what are you making tomorrow, Vital? Well, uh, on your list, I'm going to have a pizza, uh, nachos. You making the pizza? You ordering out? Oh, making it! I make my own. I grew up in an Italian restaurant family, so I I make my own. Nice. I uh, I worked at a couple different pizza joints, and I I, I know how to make dough and slap dough yeah. and toss dough and oh, make everything from scratch. That's 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 one of my favorites. Favorite things to do is making pizza and just. You know, last night, yeah, you know, just having all the ingredients, and it's it's a lot of fun by hand. Parents out there, if you've never made a pizza with your children, you should 100% make some pizza with your kids. It is so much fun. Even if yeah. you don't make the dough from scratch, you can get a ball of dough from Dion's or Whole just Foods or with it. Smith's or whatever. It's a lot of fun to make some pizza from scratch. It's fun for your kids, too. What are you having? Are you going to a party, even though it's COVID, or are you just having... Yeah, I'm going to a very small gathering. There's only six of us, and uh, they are doing a fish fry. Fish fry? I will be doing... Um, I'm making some pasta. Mm-hmm. Making a little uh, feta tomato basil pasta. That sounds good. Yeah, I got my daughter sent me a recipe. It looks really good. Like you uh, get like an eight by thirteen pan, and you broil or bake it as high as possible. You get a big chunk of feta cheese right in the middle of the pan. Then you then you surround it with little uh, cherry tomatoes. Ooh. And then you bake it at 400 or higher, Ooh. and then the feta cheese liquefies, yeah, I love feta and then you cheese. dump the pasta and then fresh basil and fresh garlic and mix it in. Oh. It looks amazing. I'm coming over. I've never. Hey, you're always invited, brother. I've never made Ooh. it before, so this would be a really bad time to screw it up. <laughs> but it seems like so simple, like anybody yeah, can do it. Right. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna dive in and go for it. Yeah, there's it's 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 most pasta dishes is pretty simple. Yeah. And I mean that's what makes it great. So do you make your uh your dough from scratch as well? Yeah, I make it all from scratch cuz I grew up my grandmother knew n- not a lick of English. She only spoke Italian. So she'd show me, my grandpa would show me. So I grew up and our our restaurant in the Chicago area would always win awards for their pizza, so kind of know what I'm talking about. And I've tried different things, but in the end, now I like a lot of sauce. There's a lot of people that don't like a lot of tomato sauce, but I do. Yeah, I do. I, I do as well. I like it saucy. Just don't like it dry. Do you do it like uh, like medium hand tossed or like thin, thin, thin? I do like a New York style. I've always liked the New York. I grew up making sh- the Chicago deep dish. It's just too much. Even when I was you know kid, that's Chicago deep dish pizza is not pizza. That's a casserole. It, it, it's a pie. That is a you know, casserole like a, yeah. that you make in a pan. <laughs> yeah. That is not pizza. Yeah, it's something it's, else. It's delicious. Chica- it's incredible. Chicagoans, you have very good Chicago deep dish casserole. Quit calling it pizza. It's not friggin' pizza. <laughs> That's not what pizza is. You can't pick up deep dish by your friggin' hands. And if you do, it's going to get everywhere and you're like an idiot. It's a casserole. <laughs> Change the name. That's not what pizza is. Put some guacamole on it. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm very passionate about this, apparently. Just <laughs> just noticed. I just noticed that I have a very hard position on deep dish, air quotes, pizza. 
You, All you, right. you, your feta pasta is, is just make sure you make it good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can cook. You, did you know that about me? I know you like to cook. Yeah. I don't like to cook anymore. When yeah. I was growing up, I always had to make Italian dishes in the kitchen and you know, of our, rest, our family restaurant, and um, I don't cook that much anymore, but I can. If I, I cook almost every day. Like, even pre-COVID, I hardly ever ate out. Like, eating out is like... Yeah, I, I'm the same way. It's usually when I'm trying to, to woo a woman is the only time that I would eat out. That I did not mean that by by eat out. That is not what I meant. <laughs> you that saw was, my look. That was an <laughs> that was an accidental innuendo. Uh, time to go to my break. bad. That's a really good time for a break. <laughs> Let me get that image out of my head so, and you out of your head, loyal listener. We'll be back Super with more Bowl ABQ 55. Central. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610 V Sports Animal. If the big game is a big deal, plan to take a ride on us because together we can end DWI. The Sports Animal is partnered with Ron Bell Injury Lawyers, Bernalillo County Department of Behavioral Health Services, the City of Albuquerque Department of Family and Community Services, and Uber to help end DWI. So whether you go to your favorite watering hole patio or watch with friends, if you're going to drink, download the code SB2021 beginning Thursday, February 4th at noon on the Uber app. After the game, request an Uber and we'll pay up to $20 for your ride. This offer is good for the first 1,000 people who use the code between noon on February 7th and 3 a.m. on February 8th. Stock up on your favorite beverages before the game so you won't have to drive under the influence to replenish your stock. Make sure you're here to cheer your team on next year. Remember to social distance, wear your mask, and take a ride on us. Together, we can end DWI. Enjoy the game. There is only one medium that can reach an audience without seeing it, without touching it. A medium that can captivate its audience from 360 degrees. A sensory experience this powerful can only come from radio. Harness the power of radio for your business because the audience is listening. Cumulus Radio. Contact Jason Martinez at 767-9113 now and let us show you how our radio station can help your business. Interested? See? It works. Listen to 610 The Sports Animal on Alexa. Sponsored by Indeed. Say Alexa. Play 610 The Sports Indeed's Instant Match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. Without more licensed workers, Gary's roofing business might hit its ceiling. Hey, that new contract just got pushed up. We are going to need all hands on deck to make this happen. Hey, Gary, you booked me on that other job next week. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. That's why you can use an entire bottle to make buffalo chicken dip. The kind you might make for when you're watching the game at home. And maybe this year there's less people around to watch the game with. But that just means there's more dip. And it's all for you. Some of you may say, that's too much dip. But deep down in your heart of hearts, you know it isn't. So go ahead. Finish it. Frank's Red Hot don't judge. Frank's Red Hot. I put that sh** on everything. Mortgage rates are at record lows. Hey, it's Michael Carlisle for Indigo Mortgage. So you might be thinking, hey, I should refinance. Maybe knock years off my loan or get a lower monthly payment. But I want to share some advice from Ben Lucero, the owner of Indigo Mortgage. He says you need to consider how long you're going to be in that home. 
If it's less than five years, it's probably not worth it because there's closing costs to think about. If it's longer than five years, will the savings help you and your family? Indigo Mortgage can help you make the right decision just by looking at your current mortgage statement. They'll give you what the new rate will be, new loan amount complete with closing costs, and how much you'll pay each month. With that kind of information, you'll be able to make a smart choice. Try getting that from one of those online lenders. A mortgage isn't something you buy online like a pair of jeans. Give Indigo Mortgage a call, 836-5700 or visit indigomortgage.net. Nobody cares more about your mortgage loan, 836-5700, NMLS number 188-348. The unrivaled king of sports radio, The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal! Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. So I'd like to send out a congratulations to superfan Lenny, friend of the show, because Lenny predicted both winners of the men's and women's Royal Rumble last week on this show. I know absolutely nothing about wrestling, but apparently, friend of the show Lenny is a genius, as he predicted Bianca Belair and Edge winning the Royal Rumble. So that's pretty cool. Good on you. I hope you had some money on it. I know Andrew, friend of the show, probably did. We got somebody on, Vital. I'm sorry, you cut out. Hey, Howard on the air. What's happening, buddy? You got some uh, Super Bowl hot takes? I got a lot of stuff for you, but I've been listening to you for about a year now. And I've, uh, this question's been bouncing around between my ears for about a year. Your name, Van. Were you, like, conceived in a parking lot at Woodstock or, you know? Uh, 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 I've heard it no? all, and I've heard that one as well. It's actually, oh, a, really, okay. it's actually a really cool story. My, uh, I'm, I'm Van Nunley Jr., so I obviously have the same name as my father. And my father was named after a Dutch-American astrophysicist who discovered Van Allen radiation belts, which is an invisible ring of radiation in between a planet and its satellite that was discovered the day before my dad was born. So it's a pretty neat story. No, I was not conceived at Woodstock. I was not conceived at a Van Halen concert. I was not conceived while my dad was wearing Van's skateboarding shoes. <laughs> Just a name, brother. Hit me with it, Howard. Who's, who's, who's winning the Super Bowl? 38-24, Kansas City. All right. All hey, me and long. you. All day long, the kid is going to take the old man to the woodshed tomorrow. That's what I got. I got thirty-seven twenty Chiefs. It's it's really hard to get the score exactly right, but I think the Chiefs are just so good. And you know, I don't think Tom Brady and the refs can take down Patrick Mahomes. So there's that. Uh, you nope. got. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, by the way, you guys. Um managed to lose your PG rating with the last 20 seconds of that last segment. Wasn't that hilarious? I did not not mean to do that. That's your PG rating. Yeah, that was... I am often uh, a perverted uh, joke teller, but that one was not on purpose. So if I offended anyone in the audience, I'm terribly sorry. 
So, no, uh, you know, um, you didn't, as far as I'm concerned. But good. you know what? You guys are missing the most obvious thing for Super Bowl tomorrow. How many beers will be consumed on Super Bowl Sunday? I plan to be elbow deep by about 1 o'clock. That is an excellent question. Let me, uh, let me consult the Googles on that one. And I'm super surprised that I didn't look that up before food. And then we're talking about chicken wings. So Vital wanted me to share my red chili wing recipe one more time on the air. I did yesterday afternoon. So here you go. You take some flour, garlic and onion, salt and pepper, put it in a baggie. You shake round wings in there, get them floured up a little bit, put them on a baking sheet, 350. You baste them real good with red chili, pull them out after about 8, 10 minutes, baste them again, and finish cooking them best. Best wings you will eat, guys. I'm telling you. That sounds really good. Really, really good. Yep. And the answer to your question, my friend, is I I wish they had it broken down, but 325 million gallons of beer will be consumed on Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) Oh, man. And I will do my part in in trying to achieve that that, uh, that number. You know I am, too, buddy. Oh, there it is. There you go. Hey, um, I got to tell you guys something, too. We need to make up a prop bet. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, what is the over-under on Michael Trujillo making it to work tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> for Monday? He's going to he's gonna be, be hung here. over, but he'll the, be here. the urge for him to come in and brag will be way yeah. higher than him yeah, being hung it. over. I guarantee yeah, I, it. I, I, I guarantee that one, too. Hey, well, you know, I have a great Super Bowl. You guys... Um, I would say don't drink too much, but then that would be un-American. Have a great time tomorrow, guys. Later. I appreciate you, Howard. Thanks for the call. Anybody else want to jump on in here? 505-246-0610. We got Tommy on the line. What's happening, Tommy? What's up, guys? Tommy, the truth back at you. My Super Bowl prediction, 37-31 Kansas City. I want to see that beat-up offensive line go against Sue and company on Tampa Bay. That's interesting. And also to know, again, Kansas City in the red zone is one of the worst teams in the red zone as far as giving up touchdowns and giving up points. I think that Tom Brady will score the first touchdown. And getting to wrestling, I've been a fan all the way back to Nick Bockwinkle, Bob Bockland, uh, uh Lou Albano, the great managers, did J.J. Dillon, and I'm an actor locally here in town, and I sent a manager-type idea to NXT in Florida of a manager called the Cosmic, which is a cosmic being from out of space that manages certain wrestlers. And I did watch the uh, Royal Rumble. I love the fact Bianca Belair won. One, she's my second female favorite wrestler now, the Sasha Banks. And the crazy thing about it is she's relatively new, Bianca Belair, and she's older than Sasha Banks by a couple years. So that, that's kind of crazy to see. I thought she was younger. It turned out to be she was older. And I love the fact that Edge won because he left wrestling for years because he had neck problems. He had fusion surgery in his neck. They said, you can't wrestle no more. You know how serious that could be. And now he's back. I love seeing his back, and I love his character, the rated R superstar. It's great. But um, <laughs> I, I think the Super Bowl, it, it's, to me, the pressure is all on Mahomes. It's more in Kansas City because Brady has nothing left to prove to anybody. He doesn't. He can lose this, and he still has his legacy. But if you want to not be that one-year wonder, you've got to win back-to-back, or I feel like at least two Super Bowls in four years. But 37-31 Kansas City, and I think Brady's going to score the first touchdown. All right. Brady scores first. The game hits the over. Kansas City covers the spread. You heard it from Tommy. Tommy, you were speaking absolute German to me. 
with that wrestling stuff. Tommy, you're going to have to call right. back in next week when Fred's back. Fred's the big wrestling dork. I'm the big baseball dork. And, uh, well, absolutely. I'll call back in. I mean, I, I quit watching wrestling until about two years ago again, and now I'm all cut up with it. But I, I would watch it all the way. My dad used to watch Gorgeous George, which was back in the 50s. So, yeah, I watched it for quite some time, and I'm just recently caught up with it again. Awesome. Appreciate the call, Tommy. I love this input, and I love the energy, Albuquerque. You guys are, uh, you got a smile on my face calling in and giving me all your hot takes on the Super Bowl, you know, et cetera, and, et cetera. And a lot of people like the Chiefs. Have you noticed that? That's yeah. That's a recurring theme. And again, every both offenses, Tampa Bay and Kansas City, have that great opportunity on offense. I think someone will come out on the first drive and score. I'm not doing it because of the prop bets, Van. I'm just saying someone's going to make a big play. They got both offenses have big playability, so you're going to see teams, especially in the red zone, kind of dial it up. I think you'll see some scoring, and I think you'll see Kansas City do a lot more of the scoring. A la Janet Jackson, do you think the weekend is going to have a nip slip? I hope not. <laughs> you're not into the weekend like that? I'm into the weekend like that. I think he's a talented dude. Music's not really for me, but I hope it's, I hope it's a good halftime show. I think uh, after the break, Vital, I think we'll rank our all-time Super Bowl halftime shows. I got one easy winner, and then the rest are vying for second place. We'll be back with more ABQ Central. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We got friend of the show, Lenny, on the line. Good morning, Lenny, and congratu- hey, congratulations. You're like uh, Nostradamus over here predicting the Royal Rumble. Hey, you know what, though? The sad part of wrestling is that you could actually bet it in Vegas. That's pretty insane to me. That's so like I actually bet the Royal both Royal Rumbles in one. That's like trying to. That's like betting on who dies in a soap opera. But Vegas. That's bonkers. They they actually give odds on all the matches, even though it's a predetermined outcome. All right, lady, I got a question for you. Favorite Super Bowl halftime show. That, well, I've been to eight Super Bowls myself. Whoa! Thank you. So, so I'm, I'm, you're probably uh, partial to one you've seen in person. Which was the best one that you've seen in person? That was the uh, Justin Timberlake and the um, Janet. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of that one too because of reasons. But the favorite <laughs> two games I've been to are the two giant victories over the Patriots in Arizona. Oh my goodness! You got to see both of them, both. And I also, but then I also got to see the Giants get annihilated by the Ram by the Ravens in Tampa in two thousand one. That was a rough one. That was like the the rise of modern defense. No one could could move the ball. Yeah, in the it Ravens. was over by it was over by the first quarter. So I'm just twiddling my thumb, just watching the Giants get decimated. <laughs> and then the most enjoyable outside of that was watching the Raiders get destroyed by the Bucks in San Diego. Oh, nice. So, no, I yeah, I got lucky to go to eight of them, so I can't complain. But tomorrow's game is going to be a tale of 
two different things, but I think it's going to be the uh, the Buccaneers up on top, thirty-one twenty-seven. All right. Besides Fred, that's our first Bucks pick, Lenny. So you're you're in a rare company right now, just you and Fred. And if and if, and if Brady pulls off the win tomorrow. He doesn't go down as the greatest in the history of football. He goes down as the greatest athlete of any sport. As a winner, I have to agree with you completely. No one's no one's okay. done no one's done what he's done. No, and not at forty three years old. Sure, you, somebody. So, if you're just going by championships, some people might make an argument for Bill Russell, but I agree. Yeah, but Bill, but that was a different era. Agreed. And that's when, you know, I mean, Boston had all the players and everyone else was, you know, getting people out of the YMCA. Not knocking anything that Bill Russell did. Totally. But you're never going to see it. But in the modern era, what Brady has done to go to half your career, you go to the Super Bowl, and 14 of those years you went to a conference championship game. Now, your one caller before who said that, for May Holmes, if he doesn't win two in four years, it hurts his legacy. I disagree. So, are you going to say that Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than May Holmes because he won two in four years? Yeah, I, I, I can't make that argument. Um, I I have a thing where like I I agree with everybody. I, I agree the consensus that. Tom Brady is the GOAT. He's led winning teams. He's a motivator. He gets the team to play better than they would have otherwise. He, he, he raises the level of play of everyone around him. But as far as talent goes, I don't think he's the best quarterback of all time. I think we've seen No, other, he's not. Yeah. And, but I'm just saying, if my home loses tomorrow, he's only 26. He's going to win at least two, three more Super Bowls if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about this earlier in the show. Like, he's so talented, and the Chiefs are so dominant. It feels like if he doesn't win a Super Bowl every year, it's a failure. Right. And, and it, you got to remember, Andy Reid didn't win until he got Mayhomes. He couldn't win with, I threw up on the sideline, McNabb. All right, breaking news, Albuquerque and the rest of the universe. The Astros and star shortstop Carlos Correa have agreed on a one-year deal to avoid arbitration. Just came from uh, uh, the text line, just came in. Well, you know what? After the Dodgers deal yesterday, they better win the World Series because that's a lot of upfront money for two years. Lenny, we really appreciate your fandom. Thanks for the great call. I am super jealous of all the Super Bowls you've attended, and uh, congratulations again on your Royal Rumble pick victories. Make sure you get some money next time in Vegas. Vital, what's your all-time favorite Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, U2, because I'm a big U2 fan. Okay, that's a really good right one. When uh, after uh, 9-11. I thought that was incredible, and I've seen them in concert, and... U2 is my honorable mention because I thought it was amazing. I'm not the biggest U2 fan, but they put on a great show. And like you said, it's the first Super Bowl after 9-11, and they, they did a tribute to all the victims of the terrorist attack. And I, I, could, I just got chills thinking about it just now. But my all-time favorite, and it's not even close, was Prince. I love Prince. Good stuff. He was a great musician. 
the timing couldn't have been more amazing when he started playing purple rain and it actually started raining yeah, no kidding like what are the odds like that was like blessed by god right there so enjoy your super bowl sunday albuquerque be safe you can get about 2,000 Uber rides for the cost of a DWI. So be and, careful out there, Albuquerque. And pile on with the chicken wings. And have your share of the 1.3 billion chicken wings and 325 million gallons of, of cold uh, oat soda. I know friend of the show, Chad, is going to drink a couple gallons himself per the text line. So thanks again, Albuquerque. Enjoyed your company. Thanks for the great calls, Harold, Tommy, Andrew, Lenny. Thanks for the the hot betting takes from Andrew today. He's an experienced gambler, so if you follow him with your bets, hopefully you make some money. You've been listening to Dave & Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio, and we are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we will see you next week, Albuquerque. Stay safe out there.